And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, with shout-outs to the numerous Bounce Radio stations, including Bounce Radio Fort St. John and Bounce Radio Nelson and all other 20 cities across the province on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Today, it's our Kelowna Grape Escape. We're on location at Mount Boucherie Estate. And our first guest is Craig McCulloch. He's the VP here at Mount Boucherie. And he's just come back from holidays, and he looks totally refreshed. Craig, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm good. Is it stressful taking a holiday these days? or? Uh, it was well-deserved, well-needed, but uh, <laughs> no, coming back is always a challenge. Yeah. I see you're already working. Coming back, you're actually working out, in the, I'm out back, and about. I'm bussing tables today, Yeah, I think, but... Uh, yeah, we all have to do what we have to do. So. so when all the outlets are open, you're bussing tables. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well, I get. I bet you get great feedback. Uh, I do get feedback. Not great feedback, but I do get feedback mm-hmm. for sure. Well, catch us up. What's going on in Mount Boucher? You're back in full full mode? Uh, yeah, kind I of, guess. Sort uh, of, I guess. Yeah, things are going full bore. We've had, I guess it's our first season. We kind of feel like we're hitting our stride with no heat domes and smoke and yeah. restrictions or whatever so we've had a great season so far uh, lots of good feedback uh, the the houses on site here have been full the modest butcher is doing extremely well yeah. the wine shops uh, again it's our first season without restrictions so yeah we're kind of and you learned that. i guess you not learned a lot but you you did a lot of stuff outside during the pandemic so now a lot of wineries are sort of more focused to to tasting outside and getting people outdoors correct yeah we kind of it was a necessity but we kind of found through that that it's it's a great way to, to, to taste. Um, yeah. People love to be outside. Uh, more seating tastings sitting down right now. So it's, uh, yeah, we definitely learned a lot. And I think it's, like I said, we've hit our stride now. We're doing really well down mm-hmm. there. And the Modest Butcher, it's sort of slipped into the neighborhood now? Yeah, yeah, we're doing well again. It's a third season. And we, we opened up during a pandemic, so that was fun. But the last, uh, this first year uh, without restrictions has been has been great so well received i think we're doing really well there yeah how about west Kelowna? like you're situated in west Kelowna. uh you got a couple of big boys beside you there's lots to do for people now to they don't even have to cross the lake if they don't want to exactly well that's kind of the thought around here what's the houses that we have on site here is to kind of keep people i think the the west side wine trail is growing it's getting some more wineries and yeah. uh, close by there is more we wanted to get people to come over here and stay here yeah. And, and now we're kind of seeing that there's another hotel being built in West Kelowna. Um, so, yeah, the West Side Wine Trail has a lot more to offer now than it used to. Yeah. And we're kind of glad to be a part of it. And, and Mount Boucherie itself, because you have, uh, you've, you've got some private areas or semi-private where people can actually hold meetings or what, where we're at now, which is this incredible upper deck. Yeah, it's a great building. Downstairs, we've got the barrel room where we host private events and private dinners, uh, meetings for like corporate meetings. Uh, we've got the upstairs patio that we have wedding receptions and uh, um, some other events here. Um, yeah, and then we have the the houses that we kind of host events in there too, business meetings, corporate functions, etc. So uh, lots of little spots for yeah. to host people. And you keep all the crazy nutty wine people over in another building. We right have to keep them you. locked in the cellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just got a new bottling line in there, so they're over there having fun with the new bottling line and all that. Yeah. All that fun brings. So. 
So the pandemic's over, and now there's some sort of strike going on in BC. Does that affect you the way that wine is shipped or delivered, or you, does it impact you at all yet? No, we're getting lots of new friends and customers right now, which is which is good. No, it's a uh, it's a shame for those folks, but uh, it hasn't really affected what we do, other yeah. than the modest butcher kind of getting supplies. Yeah, but we for kinda, there because they sell a few foreign wines too, which is kind of cool. Exactly, and and behind the bar, but it not really affected what we do, other than like I say, getting a few extra phone calls from people. Yeah, that are that are short of product, but we're we're glad to help. How's the busing going? Yeah, uh, I I probably should get back there fairly <laughs> what, soon. What's your favorite part about busing? Um, the end of the day is, uh, <laughs> is the best part for me. Uh, I shouldn't laugh about it, but uh, well, I guess that's a big issue, right? I mean, we've been talking about employees for a long time now. Uh, where did they go? Do you know where they, where everybody went? I don't really know. I think everybody's, lots of people still staying at home and working online, and yeah, um, it's just really it's up and down the valley. I just came back from two weeks vacation, and everywhere I went was the same issue. So yeah. uh, we're not the only ones. We're quite fortunate on the west side here that people kind of like to live and work on the west side, so we're okay on mm. our side. But uh, yeah, it's been a challenge. Well, we're delighted to be here. It's a spectacular day. This week in the Okanagan, the, the weather is just perfection. Uh, the vines are uh, catching up, I guess. They're a little behind, but there's going to be a, a lovely long fall harvest, and I think a lot of people are going to flood up here and uh, check it out, and they should come here as well. Uh, and congratulations on the sweets. They're just amazing. Thank you. They're just uh, the perfect place to stay. Well, welcome to Mount Bush for you guys. We're glad you, glad you're here. Craig McCullough, he's the VP here at Mount Boucherie Estate. Uh, we're coming to you live today from the Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna. It's our Kelowna Grape Escape. Up next, Jesse Harnden, he's the general manager at Mount Boucherie, among other things. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Lively, delicious, and totally alcohol-free. Introducing Piquet Zero from Benjamin Bridge, a creative and unprecedented wine-style beverage. Discover the unique deliciousness of this new sensory experience. Golden sapphire in color with a blonde hue. The nose features zesty suggestions of key lime, blood orange peel, and lemon preserve with a balancing texture of tart cherries. And best of all, Piquet Zero is absolutely alcohol-free. For details, visit softcrush.ca. As the only Canadian auction dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe and inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. If you've been waiting for the perfect time, wait no more. Iron Gate's huge fall auction season begins September the 20th, featuring almost 3,000 bottles of Bordeaux, Burgundy, Port, Champagne, and more, with a total mid-estimate value of close to $1 million. For complete details, visit irongateauctions.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to slow down, take your time and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visit Penticton.com. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at closdesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. 
From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. It's our Kelowna Grape Escape today, and we're on location at Mount Boucherie State Winery. Uh, the sun is out. The, sal- the valley is just sparkling. Uh, it's just a fantastic day, and I, I kind of love this time of the year, late August, early September, getting ready for the harvest. Joining us to talk about all that is Jesse Harnon. He's the general manager at Mount Boucherie and in charge of everything. Welcome to our not-so-humble abode. Yeah. Great to see you again. Lovely to see you as always. Well, nice to see you yeah. at work, actually. Yeah, if you can call it work, yeah. Yeah. How are things going? Uh, we've had a rockin' summer. It's been absolutely amazing. The butcher's crushing it. Uh, people yeah. are enjoying the sweets. Uh, we're up like 30%, but mind you, we closed three times last summer, so it's really hard to gauge, but yeah. we're definitely enjoying it more. <laughs> you have less intervention from government yeah, th- exactly. so far this yeah. year. Yeah, there was a few gaps in the sales last year. Yeah. Uh, but tough, still tough to run a place with somewhat shorthanded, I guess, like everybody. Yeah, we definitely try and fuel the place on rosé and uh, just kind of yeah. make it through, but we've got a really loyal team. Well, well, let's lay the land a bit for people. We're in West Kelowna, but you've got a lot going on here, uh, including these incredible suites. Let's start there because people might want to just stay there, especially large groups of people. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a seven-bedroom home, a six-bedroom home, and then the party home for people like yourself, yeah. uh, which is just four bedrooms <laughs> but replete with you know karaoke and golf simulators and hot yeah. tubs and wine cellars. So and we're um, 30 meters from the restaurant yeah, and the winery. That's right. So yeah. we're trying to you know just get you to stay on property and you know cater to cater to the upper echelon. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the restaurant, the Modest Butcher. How would you describe that? Or people haven't eaten here. I think it's uh, you know it's chop heavy, but we definitely support the vegans. So you got butcher in the name, but also modesty. Dan's equally passionate about carrots as he is about uh, tomahawks, and mm-hmm. so we try and provide a little something for everybody. Have some uh, international wines, got some cocktails rolling, and then of course yeah. our own wines from Boucherie and Rust and the modest collection. Sure. Uh, you just sort of mentioned international wines, but uh, a lot of people would say to me, why are they selling international wines at their winery? What are they doing? Yeah, I get a lot of criticism for that as being quite stupid, too. We definitely don't make as much money off them, but the whole principle that the winemakers and the chef and the, the managers of the floor, we just thought it just shows a lot of confidence and a lot of passion about our own wines. Yeah. And you know whether you like ours better or the international version better, it's not really the point. The idea is to kind of do some comparisons and appreciate BC wine in the context of the world rather than just just on its own so it was something I was really really adamant that we do and then every single wine on the list has a direct parallel to either a style we make or something we've been inspired by yeah. uh, so there's always context except the Amarone that was just because Craig likes Amarone <laughs> okay yeah. uh, and also because we're not reinventing the wheel here wine has been made for thousands of years uh, we can't think that we're the only people doing it and doing it right so it's, it's fun to see that I think it's a great idea people talk about a winemaker's palate I also think there's a bit of BC palate sometimes oh yeah yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, okay, and speaking about wine, so if, if uh, people either shop online here, or come here, and buy wine, what what is the what are the steps to buying wines at Mount Boucherie? What are, what are the types of wines available? Yeah, so tiers? if you join us in the retail shop, we have yeah. a, what we call our white white label tier, which is kind of our go to Tuesday morning wines. Uh, mm-hmm. So we do a Merlot, a Pinot, a Gris, and a Rosé. Uh, then we have a reserve collection, which is a little lower yielding, and it's uh, an area where Jeff can blend the various vineyards that we have together. Mm-hmm. And then we developed uh, two new wines when we opened the building, the original Vine series, which basically celebrates 
Ushri's greatest assets, which is some legitimately old blocks of vines in the various sites. And then we created this modest wine tier, which is a little bit more fun and irreverent and, you know, it's kind of a fluid portfolio that can change one year to the next, uh, but really challenges Jeff and Ryan to, you know, be a bit more experimental and play around a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and then I get to have some fun with bizarre packaging that makes no sense. A lot of fun. Yeah. Modest, but maybe too clever by a half as well. <laughs> That's the part I like. There we go. There we go. Uh, okay, and we're going to taste. Uh, we're going to taste a rosé in just a second. But one thing is that you're here in West Kelowna, but you, you are making wine from all over the place, which mm-hmm. I think is important. Yeah. No, our our greatest asset, other than Craig's bussing skills, is really the vineyards that we have. Uh, we have almost 50 acres in Okanagan Falls. Uh, yeah. Really, the Grand Cru of uh, that area. Uh, for context, it's right between Blue Mountain liquidity wild goose just a spectacular area yeah. to grow grapes uh we're 100 and growing in the similkameen in both north coston and south coston and then we have a little chunk on the golden mile bench yeah. and then up in west Kelowna, we've got about 30 acres so we really have diverse and rocky soils to play with and uh i think it shows in our wines yeah and uh, well, you did something cool with Syrah. You you, you actually sell four Syrahs from four different, uh, mm-hmm. almost from four different sub GIs. I think. Yeah, when when pressed, if I if I really have to pick my favorite grape in British Columbia, it's Syrah. And yeah. uh, so we that's for our Rust Winery, which is our little sister winery down south. And so we have OK Falls Syrah, Golden Mile Bench Syrah, uh, Samilkameen Syrah, and then we buy a bit of fruit from the Ferrera family on the Black Sage Bench to have mm-hmm. a Black Sage Bench version. Mm-hmm. And then the Boucherie Reserve Syrah is a combination of all. Oh, so it's a really fun tasting to line up. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, well, let's get to the, uh, as the French might say, the eye de Pedri. The eye de Pedri, yeah. Uh, the eye of the partridge. So this is a modest wine, this rosé. First of all, the color's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I love that. Be a bit of a... You know, poser move to make if the wine wasn't perfect. <laughs> color yeah. wasn't perfect when you call it that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, tell us about this wine. So, first and foremost, we wanted to do uh, a really kind of bone dry Pinot, 100% Pinot Noir rosé, and we, you know, we love the Similkameen uh, as much, if not more so, than the Okanagan. And so, the aim we do a Mount Boucherie wine that's from West Kelowna, that's kind of a little bit more of that fruit forward, watermelony vibe. Uh, the Similkameen, for whatever reason, regardless of the wine, to me always kind of screams more earthy minerality, sort of saltiness, but kind of fruit backward, if I could say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just wanted to make some, you know, ripping acid, relatively low alcohol, um, food brosé was the idea. It's a bit geeky. Well, you know, there's a hint of nerddom around here, but yeah. not much. It's really delicious, though. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. Well, I like the series. I mean, there's a lot of interesting wines in the series, uh, in, including a Sangiovese, which I think you've done a great job with, which mm. is not an easy grape to deal with here in the Okanagan. Yeah, it was a long battle to Sangiovese. We kind of kept revisiting it in barrel, you know, after four months, eight months, 12 months, and uh, kind of turned into from the savage beast into something quite charming. So really happy with that one. Yeah, that's by Jove. That's by Jove. The uh, <laughs> the cooler head said I couldn't call it blood of Jupiter because it was getting really harsh, referring to you know dead partridges and yeah. grave robbers and old priests. So yeah. <laughs> especially during COVID when we're launching, it was just getting a bit morbid. So yeah. we uh, canceled blood of Jove and said by Jove. I think we've got it. Yeah, no, very clever. Even the the vicar is it the the elder vicar? Yeah, the elder vicar. So that's Edel's, like an elder's vicar. Edel's vicar. Yeah. Edel's vicar, so yeah. it seemed like a hilarious pun at two in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Which six of us know what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the better part of the pun, I think. Well, one of the spirits behind the wine is, yeah, it's a little funny and has some jokes here and there, but there's 
there's also a bit of an onus on the person to learn a little bit something about whether it's an international wine or our own wine or a little yeah. bit of history. So every panel on the label tells a bit of a story. And that was sort of the inspiration for me was how do we connect someone to this wine? It's, you know, you, you tell a story, you tell a joke, you teach yeah. something, and that's what people remember. Jesse Harnon, he's the GM here at Mount Bushery. Jesse, everybody's got a sub-GI now. Yeah. What happened in West Kelowna? Well, you know, I don't get into politics, Anthony. But, well, this is uh, the whole reason why I'm asking yeah, you but, what happened in West Kelowna. I mean, we do have the Jason Parks Wine Trail, but it's not quite, <laughs> it's not quite terroir-based. Um, had Mount Boucherie been called, you know, Quail Slope or Pelican Valley, it might be a di- bit different right now. But I think there's a lot of big personalities in this area. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Boucherie is the geologic landmark of West Kelowna. And, right. Um, I think it's uh, the sub-GIs are what uh, we've Jeez. talked about for years. I think it's really important. And it's going to happen. We just got to. You, you might know. have to give the name back and, uh, yeah. and then uh, rebrand this place, yeah. maybe. Call ourselves Road 18. <laughs> that would be an easy job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love rebranding things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure VPs do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But no, I really I think there's a great case for it. And I think it's just inevitable. It's just a matter of, uh, matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a great spot here. A lot of energy mm. and uh, a lot of fun and, and growing. I, I, you know, when this was a not an unheard of area, but really not a place where people gathered much. Now it's you can hardly get down the road here now. It's yeah, so no, busy. This, this is kind of like the Silverado Trail of the Okanagan, I think. Right yeah. where Boucherie Road itself is. Uh, I got it's got to be the busiest place in BC, and we've got yeah. really unique different wineries. You know, I make fun of like I have nothing but respect for Quails and Mission Hill and the Hatch and everything they do, mm. and it's a really diverse place to come and taste wine in terms of different characters and experiences and wines and uh, totally. we think we fit into that well yeah and well most important because the whole world wants to be at 49 or 50 degrees north and that's exactly where you're sitting right. so uh, you have a spot that everybody wants yeah so it's up to you not to mess it up i guess well you know if you like the wines i take full responsibility and if you don't mm. you can blame jeff yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes we didn't mention winemaker jeff hundermark he'll be uh, happy to hear that yeah yeah he's yeah. Uh, he's grinding away getting ready for harvest and uh yeah we're very excited about this year jesse thanks so much uh, it's always a pleasure great to catch up lovely wine the eye of the partridge one of the modest wines here at mount boucherie jesse harnon's the general manager here at mount boucherie we've been talking about the business of uh, making wine selling wine and surviving in the wine business we're going to take a quick break it's our Kelowna grape escape you're listening to the bc food and wine radio network up next grant stanley joins us from spearhead winery there's lots more still ahead this is the bc food and wine radio network Summer in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas while wine tasting outside on the patio. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some delicious new summer dishes from the menu. Online tasting bookings and table reservations are recommended due to limited seating. Just go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape-growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. 
You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. I know I can treat you better than he can, and any guy like you deserves a Hello, BC. We're on the road again for our Kelowna Grape Escape, and today we're on location at Fount Bouchery Estate in West Kelowna, but our guest comes from the other side of the lake. Grant Stanley is a winemaker at Spearhead Winery. Grant, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tony. Uh, we're so happy to have you, and congratulations on your big victory, uh, the best-performing uh, small winery in Canada, the National Wine Awards. Thank you. I talked to you, you were out playing tennis when I told you you were the winner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah if I'm not in the winery, I'm actually usually they on the tennis They said he's probably court. playing tennis somewhere. And yeah, said, yeah, yeah, Friday afternoon, yeah. Uh, summertime, for sure. Yeah. That's where I am, absolutely. And, and now you don't have any wine left, so it's tennis all the way to the harvest or yeah, something well, like that. Yeah, well, we're not quite at the point where we're putting up the for se- uh, you know, like uh, sold, sold out, out and see you next spring, but yeah. we're getting close to that point. We've sold out a rosé and white pinot and many of the pinots that, wow. uh, yeah, they, they've definitely, people have been... Uh, sending us internet orders and joining the wine club and all sorts of wonderful things Fantastic. as a result of that uh, that great wow. award. So, okay, well, we should back up. Uh, Spearhead Winery, you're in East Kelowna. That's right. Tell our listeners where you are and, and a little bit about uh, the lay of the land there and the wines. Okay, it's uh, well, I, it's I, since you mentioned it, there were obviously we have the new uh, uh, sub GI uh, there, and it's uh, Southeast Kelowna slopes. Okay, um, and so we are, uh, you know, we're I guess you would say about ten minutes uh, drive out of Kelowna, out of downtown Kelowna, and you're heading up into the hills of East Kelowna. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is great Pinot Noir country, uh, Riesling Chardonnay. It's perfect for cool climate varietals in particular because, you know, we're a little cooler than the rest of the valley, yeah. basically. Well, what does that ways. mean to consumers? You're a little cooler. What, what, uh, it means what? that you're not cooking the fruit. The fruit, uh, we have great denarils, uh, wonderful, uh, you know, nighttime temperatures at harvest. Uh, it never gets really too hot, um, you know, throughout the growing season, so the vines don't shut down. They yeah. keep on keep on uh, synthesizing. and It's, um, you know, it's a wonderful place to grow Pinot. Yeah. It's also in a frost area, so, and that's been my experience across the whole world with Pinot Noir. The best yeah. Pinot Noir is always in areas where <laughs> you have where the most dangerous most danger and horrible frost events and yeah. hail and things like that. So you're not always guaranteed a great crop, yeah. but you're guaranteed great quality. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. You've made it all around the world. What, what, what's your take now? And You've been in B.C. long enough. We're back here making Pinot. 20 years. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you What do you think about our Pinot? And well, I came here because I I believed in the region. Uh, you know, back in two thousand and three, uh, I was uh, you know offered the position at that point uh, at Quailsgate, and, yeah. and as you know, uh, the area and the region was extremely unknown at the time, and many of my colleagues in New Zealand yeah. thought I was crazy, crazy. coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did get here, and I kind of had a look at the lay of the land, I mean, it's a natural uh, place for for growing uh, great grapes, and you can see that by the fact yeah. that it's grown fabulous fruit for so many years and, yeah totally uh, um, so no it's uh, um, I believe in it uh, I've been an ambassador to the, for the region and taking these wines that we're making here around the world uh, when I travel and go to other Pinot Noir regions and and I call them you know dropping little time bombs out there for people to put in tastings and they always show well and and, mm-hmm. and unique and different um, but the quality uh, for me is the consistency of the quality here I've had you know 20 years or the, my coming up will be my 20th harvest in the Okanagan and uh, and I can only really recollect maybe two or three that were you know maybe just a touch on the cool side or yeah. on the wet side or but most of them have just been giving you great opportunities to yeah. make good wine well we- you know, we've been talking about it. The whole world wants to be at 49 or 50 degrees yeah. north, and you're just sitting there uh, happy as can be. Totally. You know, the rainfall, uh, the, not a lot of people talk about that, but, you know, in, in many of the wine regions in the world, you know, famous wine regions in Burgundy and yeah. uh, New Zealand, you know, the rainfall is significantly larger than here. And yeah. so you really don't have a lot of control when that happens uh, to devigor the vines and make the berries small and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we have as that's our main game. weapon here, for yep. sure, is... Uh, you know, we control the water. You got a couple other vineyards spread out. You're not just there, the wines, and and you're doing some interesting stuff. Late harvest, white, white pinot, like yeah. you're having some fun there. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I went there because uh, um, you know the owners are are extremely open to to doing new and exciting and interesting things. Yeah. And so you know, when I first went there, I started making the white pinot noir, and people said, "Why would you do that? That seems like a crazy idea, taking red fruit and making white wine." And yeah. you know, I unashamedly did it to get attention yeah and and it, it, uh, because I wanted to it. emphasize the fact that it, you know the Pinot Noir is a wonderful grape and super versatile yeah. and whatnot and so but since then I've made made it maybe two or three uh, vintages you know only when it when it presents itself and, uh, and they've been hugely successful you mentioned the late harvest I started making that because we actually one year we had some some significant botrytis in in our uh, lower Riesling block, yeah. And uh, instead of seeing that as a negative, I thought, well, let's just you know let's do something interesting with that and hang it out there and get the yeah. ra- raisining factor. And people say, well, you can't make botrytis wine in the Okanagan, and in some in some areas you can, and particularly if you know you don't spray it or you don't do anything to protect it, mm-hmm. um, it'll go down that track for sure. I always yeah. ask who those people are, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Pinot Noir, I mean, it's one of the biggest mutating varieties in the business, so. Why couldn't you make a white wine from it? It's kind of yeah. a mutation of wine making. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Many colors. Obviously, I make a Pinot Noir rose as well. And, yeah. Uh, same thing. You know, it's delicious. You also do something really cool that no one else does. Uh, you make a wine called Club Consensus, a Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. How, how do you explain that wine to people? Uh, well, it's I defer my responsibilities, as you know, to the wine club, mm-hmm. um, and our wine club has really picked up. Uh, you know, in the last two or three years, we've been we've grown our wine club to over uh, six hundred members for yep. a little winery like ourselves. You know, five or six thousand cases annually. That's that's a big group of people that are um, on the bandwagon and ambassadors for us, and bringing their friends to us and pushing the "I want more wine" button on their computers on a regular basis. So, right. um, so the club consensus is really a wine that that for them 
them. And the fun part is, is that uh, we just had this event uh, last week where we, we invite, you know, all of them, but effectively about, usually about close to 200 turn up wow. at the winery over a weekend. Uh, to place their ballot effectively. Uh, we, I, I uh, draw barrel samples for them and they taste through all of them. This year they had uh, eight candidates, eight different clones or vineyard sites. Uh, and uh, they look at them as raw, un, unfinished wines and uh, vote for their top four. Which are going to go to make up their their the consensus blend, blend. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I I completely make it as they wish. I uh, the only thing that I would change, you know, is effectively I control the oak so that I only allow twenty five percent in there. You know, sure. Um, most of the time they would choose new barrels or they would choose components that you know have yeah. that silky oaky kind of character. Yeah. But but uh, but the, the wine is delicious. Consumers love, but we don't. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Where there's not so much fruit. But this year, actually, the gold medal yeah. um, uh, was awarded to that wine and yeah and we've we've won gold uh, uh a couple of other awards with the wine and we always you know present that to the to the wine club as you guys are doing a great job and keep up the good work or if you know if they get a bronze or they don't get anything always say you know you're losing it here you yeah. really got to pick up the pick up the slack grant stanley he's the winemaker at spearhead winery uh uh, Grant, what what can people do now when they come to the winery? What what's available at Spearhead for a, a visit? Uh, well, do you need all, a reso, or how does all that work? Yes, we well we do uh, we do have drop-ins, um, but you have a much better experience with a reservation. Um, it, when we know you're coming, we're able to set aside a beautiful little table for you overlooking Kelowna in mm-hmm. uh, in our uh, patio. Um, we have a, a a few food items that you can have a little picnic out there on the grass or uh, or on the patio. And, uh, and more importantly, we have our 2020 Pinot Noirs, which are all, uh, you know, just recently uh, released, released and available. Yeah. And so you can taste those, the single vineyard expressions side by side there. Um, the two Chardonnays, the two 2020 Chardonnays, the Saddleblock Chardonnay and the Clone 95 from the Naramata Bench are mm-hmm. both uh, drinking beautifully right now. And so seeing those two yeah. uh, expressions side by side, I think there's a little bit of Riesling left. Uh, the 2021 Riesling um, is available, and you know that's pretty much it. But uh, it's a great tasting experience, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, great to catch up with you today. I know, I know that uh, harvest is a bit off. Uh, we're at the end of August now, but it's going to be a bit of a, a wait, I think. It's going to be a long wait. We're at uh, one of the things that I I totally believe in, in particularly in cool climate viticulture, is is getting an early setup. And uh, and being ready basically, and yeah. so so we're uh, tucked and plucked, <laughs> and top wire is clipped, and everything is ready to go. The nets are going on now, um, but no sign of color. Yeah, and I think we'll be just <laughs> sitting tight now in that position for the next six weeks while we yeah. wait for harvest to occur. Yeah, we hope for the yeah. big sunshine days. Yeah. There's actually uh, not a lot of grapes out there uh, because we did have some you know some frost events over the winter last year. Yeah. Uh, some some you know uh, winter kill or winter damage if yeah. you like. Um, but That'll help. Uh, but uh, you know it'll it'll help because it's a small crop to ripen for yeah. sure. So I'm looking forward to the harvest, and uh, we have a couple of uh, of new contract growers in the neighborhood um, that I've encouraged to sort of pull out their apples and put in uh, high quality Pinot Noir. Nice. And so that's kind of how we're grow- growing our business a little bit for sure. Thanks a lot, Grant. Congratulations again. Good Thank to see you. you. Good to yeah. see you too, Tony. Thanks. Grant again. Stanley, he's the winemaker at Spearhead Winery. It's our Kelowna Grape Escape, and we're on location in Mount Boucherie over in West Kelowna. Up next, Steve Moriarty. He's Director of Wines Save on Foods. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 
BC VQA Wine. A reflection of our land and the exceptional folks that craft every bottle. Save on Foods is proud to offer the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines all in one place, plus an extensive collection of BC's most popular ciders. And with their everyday customer discount program, you'll get 10% off any four bottles or select 12 bottles and save an additional $12. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find your nearest store at saveonfoods.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries. From Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit SouthOkanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small-lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high. Hello, British Columbia. We're on the road today. We're on location at uh, Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna overlooking uh, Okanagan Lake. It's just such a fantastic day. Uh, it's been really a great stretch of weather and great for uh, tourists, better for grapes. And uh, hopefully we're going to get this harvest underway sooner than later because a lot of people are buying wine and a lot of them are buying wine uh, from our next guest, Steve Moriarty, Director of Wines at Save on Food. Steve, great to see you back in the uh, in the valley. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Uh, busy season. It's it's summer. been a very very busy year for us. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good though. Eh? That's it's yeah. There's what's the alternative, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, wine and grocery stores. We keep we keep pounding away at it. It's become a very natural thing. Uh, for us, it's just another day at, at, at work. And uh, however, you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because we still run into customers every now and then that come into our stores and just stop flat-footed and go, "What, what? is this?" Yeah. And uh, that's the highlight of the day is when we get to explain to them that we sell over you know thirteen hundred different BC VQA wines. We have almost, I'm going to say, close to a hundred ciders and fruit wines now, and uh, just. Just to talk about BC and the quality and the expectation that, that we can bring to the consumer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of talk about wine prices all summer, mostly about inflation, like everything's going up. Well, how do you see it at the grocery level? Oh, the grocery business? Yeah, prices, yes. Tough, tough, tough times for us. 
And you know, our pricing in the in the wine business is basically reflected from the wineries. You know, um, you know, wineries are in a tough spot right now too. Everything that, that they touch is is costing them more. And one thing that we're seeing is we're seeing pressure on 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 wholesale costs, which is basically related to retails. However, we're trying our very very best to hold as much opportunity as we can in the market and find ways to help wineries be more efficient, more cost productive. And um, we've actually found some ways and it's it's actually our, 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 really, our inflation isn't really as bad as we might think it is in, in our pricing in our wine business. Yeah. You found ways that they can be more cost effective? Yeah, we can help. There's ways we can help. Really? Yeah. You know, transportation, logistics, there's a number of little things that you, know, yeah. you, you get together and you can, you can find those synergies. Maybe we could send you over to the BCLDB and get some cost efficiencies. Okay. Never mind. You don't have to answer that. Not going there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good to have you here. Uh, August is traditionally, is it traditionally rosé month in, in uh, Savon? Well, in our, in our business, we've, we've had uh, about five, six years now, we've had uh, the theme for the month of August that uh, it's rosé all day, any day. And uh, we put all of our rosés on sale. And we've had tremendous success uh, selling rosés in in August of every year, and 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 just when you think you can't sell any more, yeah, you find a, we find a way to the next year we sell even more. Do you do, do people tell you what they want, or do you do it through the the data what they buy? Uh, how do you know what's hot or not hot? Or I think the the the, the key for us is our people. The key mm-hmm. for us is the people that we have working in our departments. In the stores, yeah. And we have that's the that's the pulse, the conduit to the consumers because they talk to consumers every day, and uh, they just tell us. Uh, I would say ideally what they like, what they want, what they're looking for, and we in turn turn around and we sell it to them, and we see the results in our data. Okay, our guest is Steve Morator, director of wines, Save On Foods. Uh, we're talking about grocery store wine buys. Uh, we're at Mount Boucherie, and uh, two of your biggest sellers, I understand, are from Mount Boucherie. How does that happen? Well, we have a pet project with uh, Craig and his team here, uh, and Jesse. The, the, the whole team here is just absolutely supportive of our business, and we are big fans of Mount Boucherie. have been from day one. And we have uh, two wines that uh, we make with them that are unique to Save On Foods, and there was Mandaray Red and Mandaray White. And we have a lot of fun with these wines. Um, the consumer base for them is it grows every year. And um, while it it's not for every consumer, we find an awful lot of consumers will wait for this wine if we happen to sell out. And uh, it's got its own kind of following, and we're proud of that and the you, partnership you, with we have with these guys. And did you not name them after a couple of key uh, employees? <laughs> well, uh, there's, or, a, there's a bit of a, yeah. So, of course, uh, Amanda and Ray work for me and work in our business, and uh, they had their fingerprints all over the blend of this uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. so we call it Mandarin. Pretty cool. Love to hear that. Uh, and since you started, is it 21 stores now or 22 or it's... 21 stores today. Actually, yeah. next week at this time, well, next Thursday, we'll open our 22nd store. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. We're, We're excited. Very excited. Where is that going to be? That's, of course, it's in Coquitlam in what we oh, call wow. Sun, Sunwood Center, which is uh, kitty corner to our existing Save-On Food store. We're building a brand new Save-On Food store there, the first one we've opened up in the uh, lower mainland in quite a while. Oh. Uh, state-of-the-art, uh, we call it We call it our store of the future, and it's it's a unique grocery store in the fact that it's focused on fresh, it's focused on on environmental footprint, it's focused on local 
but all on steroids. Yeah. And it's, 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 uh, I was just, just came from that store. I'm headed right back there because we're, it's just like a brand new born baby. And, uh, oh, that's very exciting. Excited, yeah. Very excited. And so those folks are going to get a shot at wine too. That'll be nice for them. We, we are going to, that store is prioritized with le- what we call legacy wine. So the whole focus in that store will be our premium wines and our legacy wines. Um, we've got, we've increased our selection of those, uh, mm. Probably by another fifteen twenty percent of legacy type wines, which okay. we, which to us a legacy wines is is a little bit more uh, a value or higher value. And we look in, I'm talking the seventy dollar range, and uh, that store is going to be prioritizing those types of wine, and uh, it's just going to be a truly unique experience. Steve Moriarty, he's the director of wines at Save On Foods. You remember when you opened, everybody said they're going to sell five dollar wines. They're going to they're going to kill us. <laughs> now you're selling seventy dollar wines. You know, we, we, our best selling wine that we sell over $50 is $69 and we can't, we can hardly keep up to that particular wine. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, there's a common, common misunderstanding. And it's not just wines now too. You're having a big, uh, a big push with ciders. Well, you know, about a year and a half ago, we made a decision to, to, to reevaluate our position with cider and we had a couple ciders in our, in our kind of portfolio. Yeah. But the cider business has just exploded in the last year, and it's, it's all the new flavors. It's and they appeal to the grocery soccer mom type uh, scenario, and they, they're all in direct, I would say, reference to a lot of the new age cocktail drinks that are ready. And now you, we have ciders now; they're a low low carb, low cal, and yeah. we have such a diverse selection of. I call it the explosion of flavors, yeah. and that's what's happened. Well, for, for me personally, I think that this whole, you know, the whole uh, uh, steam behind wine, people learning that wines have different tastes, different flavors come from different places. All of a sudden, people are looking at everything they're drinking saying, wow, this has no flavor. I need to do something better. Or, so there's the whole cider thing going on. The beer thing is going on. And uh, and fruit wines are on a comeback too. Well, you know, we've we've dabbled with fruit wines, and then in the last year and a half, two years, again, uh, two big partners of ours, uh, both Northern Lights from Prince George, have and Man's Farm from uh, Abbotsford, yeah, have really stepped up their game, and the consumers are noticing that 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 age-old perception of what what was existing for for fruit wines is no longer the new norm Mm -hmm. and the new norm is 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 fresh it's bright and it's not not overpoweringly sweet and it's got some more it's got some more i would say similarities to wine but still completely different Mm. you seem pretty relaxed for a guy with a lot on the go You do. You look pretty relaxed. Yeah, well, at least you got a ten. <laughs> uh, well, I know you got to go because you're going to go back to the store. I can't wait to see that store—a state-of-the-art new. I, I'm wondering what the new grocery store looks like and and how it was built and what who it was built for. Should be fun. Yeah, we open next Thursday in uh, in uh, in Coquitlam, and we're thrilled. Just absolutely thrilled. Yeah. Great to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming up here to Mount Boucherie to uh, talk about uh, a little bit about your two best-selling wines made here at Mount Boucherie and what's going on in grocery. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, Steve. Thank you very much. It's always fun to be with you guys. Steve Moriarty, he's the director of wines at Save On Foods. We're coming to you live today from Mount Boucherie Estate overlooking... Uh, the incredible Okanagan Lake, which there's hardly anybody out on it. We've got to get out there, guys, uh, as soon as this show's over. Maybe go for a boat ride. <laughs> Stu, you can arrange something like that, eh? 
Yeah, of course. Up next, Red Rooster Winery winemaker Elaine Vickers. We're going to talk about Naramata Bench Wines on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summer Hills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summer Hill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summer Hill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to slow down, take your time, and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visit Penticton.com. Hello, this is Anthony Gismondi. This week, our Kelowna Grape Escape comes to you from Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna. While away, our entire team has had a fabulous stay here at one of three guest houses adjacent to the winery that you can rent. Mount Boucherie's West Kelowna location is within minutes of multiple wineries, golf courses, and close to numerous activities the whole family will enjoy, including easy access to Shannon Lake Regional Park, an ideal location for a short hike around the lake, catch-and-release fishing, or a family picnic with a million-dollar view. Staying at Mount Boucherie offers you three incredible guest house options. The Summit House can comfortably accommodate up to 16 people with seven bedrooms and six bathrooms. The Contessa Home, where we stayed, has six bedrooms and six bathrooms. Then there's the fully equipped Solus House right next to the winery with everything you could need, including a golf simulator. You have to see it all to experience it, so make a point of checking out the winery and the guest houses at Mount Boucherie next time you're in West Kelowna. For accommodation details, go to Mount Boucherie slash pages slash stay. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, BC, and thanks for listening wherever you are across uh, British Columbia on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're coming to you today from Mount Boucherie Estate Winery 
in West Kelowna, and our next guest is Elaine Vicker. She's the winemaker across the lake, a little uh, further south in Naramata at Red Rooster Winery. Elaine, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming up. My pleasure. It's kind of a long drive because you got to go down to come back up. That's not too bad in the sunshine and no. day like this. Yeah. Uh, you got a great site there. Why don't we start with that and tell our listeners exactly uh, where Red Rooster is. Sure. So we're on the Naramata bench just as you're heading out of Penticton towards Naramata. And we've got some lovely views, uh, just about two acres under vine and mm-hmm. a nice estate uh, winery to visit. And you're growing mostly Malbec at, at the winery site. Correct. And then you have sites, uh, other purchased fruit or sites around Naramata and down south, I guess. Correct. Yeah, great. Uh, and Red Rooster's been under, uh, I wouldn't say it's been, is it not been under renovation, but it's been reshaped or rethought or reimagined. Yeah, all very good words. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that or what, what was the idea, what's the plan and how far along is it? Sure, yeah. So the idea was just to sort of uh, bring some new life into the brand and connect with our consumers to let them know that we are a state winery and we're still around and fun to visit. So. All the wines uh, styles went through sort of rebranding and uh, some bold, new, fun wine-making techniques. And then uh, physically, the building itself has gone through the rebranding and some renovations as well. So, uh, yeah. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have an interesting background. You didn't start out as a winemaker, but uh, you're a highly educated <laughs> woman, to say the least. Uh, so, you, how did you go from? Explain how you did that and, and why. Yeah, perhaps. so my background is science, and uh, I have quite a bit of a science brain, but I also have a little bit of a creative side. And so, I was the uh, person always presenting my science projects. Um, as poems or pictures oh, or wow. things like that and uh it sometimes confused some of my other uh, science students uh, but <laughs> <laughs> i knew i loved the sciences and um i decided that oh, winemaking would be a perfect blend between some of the science and the creativity mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. it's good to have the science background when you're making wine correct yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, well, let's talk about wine. You brought a couple of very interesting wines. Uh, the first one I want to talk about. And by the way, these back labels are fantastic. Thanks. I oh. think I lived my whole life to read a back label like this. I think it's the most important uh, piece of real estate in the wine business is the back label, and you've done a great job. Uh, now, you call this Pinot 3. Correct. So this is a blend of Pinot Noir, Pinot Blanc, and Pinot Gris all together. Yeah. So three Pinots. Why those three? Their families? Their families, yeah. So, yeah, yeah like you mentioned before, um, they kind of grow together. And so we actually have a vineyard where one row of Pinot Gris, uh, there's a couple plants where one branch is Pinot Gris and the other branch is Pinot Noir. And same thing, Pinot Gris on one side and Pinot Blanc on the other. So we thought it would be perfect to blend them all together. Wait. Do you treat them differently and blend them together or do you? Yeah, so the Pinot Noir we pick on its own and we'll ferment that stainless steel mm-hmm. um, and just goes through a regular fermentation trying to keep that fruit really fresh and fruity yep. and then the Pinot Gris and Pinot Blanc we co-ferment together in our concrete tanks and so we're just creating a bit of creamy texture on that side and then blend them together it's quite a nice wine the texture is very creamy yeah. and uh, but the flavors are bright yeah. I like that and uh, it's ripe too mm-hmm. it, has a, it has a nice roundness what what should we be dining with if we're drinking this wine? 
Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I love Pinot and pork together, okay. personally, yeah. Um, but the acidity in there is bright enough that it would go with cream sauces or yeah. grilled vegetables or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I like the pork. It's kind of like applesauce, <coughs> but fresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really well done. So we're tasting the 21, which uh, the 20 is currently in the marketplace. Correct. Yeah. 21 will be out what it, later when it's exhausted, I guess. That's or, right. As soon yeah. as everybody buys the 2020. Okay, folks, buy the 2020. <laughs> well, 2020 was such a great vintage, too, so yeah. you can't lose either way. Yeah. Uh, okay, and now to the red wine, which is one of the, I, I would say it's one of the toughest grapes to grow in B.C. because it's so, uh, it takes so long to ripen, Petit Verdot. Correct, yeah. Do you sweat a lot in October, November, wondering if this will ripen? Uh, yeah, usually my first panic starts in June, and if uh, June's oh. not warm enough, then uh, we start to You're wonder on. a little bit. So. That sounds a bit scientific to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Petit Verdot definitely ripens later, and we're picking it. It's usually one of the last varieties to come in, yeah. yeah. And then just careful management of the tannins, so we're not extracting too much. Well, sensational vintage 2020 in BC, so that's a, a great start for the Petit Verdot. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's one of the it's one of the main uh, not main. It's one of the varieties used in Bordeaux in the blends of Bordeaux. Right. They only use a little bit. Right. Uh, and I, what I love about Petit Verdot and Bordeaux is they only it only ripens in the best vintages. So it's always made sensational Bordeaux, like in 45, 53, 61, 70. Those Bordeaux are special. They're elevated because they have a little bit of extra Petit Verdot. Right. Then we thought in the New World, well, we could we can uh, ripen it, especially in California, they said that. But those wines were kind of big and yeah. dead. Yeah. We like lively fruit. Yeah. So let's talk about this Petit Verdot. Sure. Yeah, so the fruit comes from a vineyard in Oliver. Uh, sorry, our Soyuz. And uh, we will bring it in and we will crush um, and distem the fruit. And then, like I said before, just a bit of careful extraction for the tannins, so gentle pump over so that we're not creating too yeah, tannic of a, a monster, wine to yeah. keep some of that fruit. And you get some uh, nice violet flavors if you can hold on to them, which uh, is what you we did. tried to do when you think. I'm not going to say it's a monster. It's a big wine. It but is but still, I yeah. mean, I'm not going to say it's elegant, but it's not a monster. It's 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 perfect. Yeah. 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 And I, I, well, I think it's going to age for a decade, anyways, yeah. before it really hits the top of the mark. But uh, yeah, yeah. Very delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Careful gauging so, on that as well, so that we're not overpowering the fruit. Yeah. 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 So you're selective in the years that you make it, or are you going to try and make it? The 2020 was our first vintage yeah. that we made it, and uh, we did bring in some fruit last harvest as well for it. Uh, this year, because our June was a bit cooler, we'll play it by ear uh, and see how it goes. But yeah, it'll only be out, I think, on the years where we're able to get that ripeness that we need. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how would you compare the Melbeck to this in terms of the, the ease of making or not making or... I mean, I guess you can stare at the Malbec all day long. That helps. Yeah, that's true. And we're out there checking on the fruit and uh, making sure that uh, ripening is going that we the way that we need to. Yeah. Um, for the Malbec um, and the Petit Verdot, uh, also get some careful attention as well. Um, and then, uh, as far as picking concerns, yeah, we're just 
waiting. Uh, we did push back the harvesting of our Melbeck quite a bit later to help with the ripening for that too. But then, uh, just different sort of fruit flavors that come out of mm. each. Uh, the Malbec will tend to do more whole berry as well yeah. for processing. Yeah. And you're making sparkling wine uh, at Red Rooster too. We are. Yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of exciting. It's a lot that's of fun. That's a scientific kind of wine. It is for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. We what, have. What will it be? Is it a brute or a, a we blanc have, or a blanc de noir? What yeah, are you doing? We have two. So we have a brute that's yeah. uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a rosé sparkling that is 100% Malbec. 100% Malbec? Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I have not tried that. Yeah. That sounds interesting. We'll have to bring you a bottle next yeah, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, Red Rooster now? So people are a lot of people on the bench. <clears throat> How do they... Do they visit? Do they need resos? What what happens there? What kind of an experience can you get? Yeah, so we're open daily for tastings from 12 until 5. Uh, reservations are recommended, but we do have space for walk-ins as well. Mm-hmm. And we're doing all sit-down tastings now, so we have a nice team that can educate everybody on the new wines and the yeah. brands and the styles and everything. So, Do they ever get to meet you? Yep, for sure. They yeah. do? Yeah, they do, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we go over, yeah, the winemaking team. Yeah, and we'll go over and we'll hang out. And yeah. uh, we were doing some winemaking tours. Uh, this week, unfortunately, is the last week that we'll be doing those. So, uh, but oh, if people like them. Oh, the winery or out in the vineyard. Yeah, uh, the winery, vineyard, mm-hmm. and yeah, special things. But uh, if people like it, we'll do it again next year for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elaine, great to catch up with you. Uh, yeah. Loving this 2020 Red Rooster Petit Verdot. Now, w- when will this be available, or how can people get their hands on that? That wine uh, is just bottle aging, and it'll be released December of this year. Okay. Just in time for Christmas. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for Great having me. Great to see you. Uh, Elaine Vicker, she's a winemaker at Red Rooster Winery, uh, and we've been tasting her 2020 Petit uh, Verdot and the 2021 Pinot 3. Okay, folks, we are out of time. That's it for today's show. Special thanks to our hosts here at Mount Bushery Estate for a great uh, stay and uh, a fantastic stay in the suites. You really must consider them if you've got a large uh, group of people and you want to have a party. It's a great place to set up if you're in uh, West Kelowna. Also to our on-site producer, Mike Whittingham, our studio producer, Dwayne Bishop, our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson. Thank you all uh, for making the show uh, go so smoothly. I'm Anthony Gizmani, and for all of us at the show, thanks for joining us. Next week's show is only minutes away from Mount Bushri at Mission Hill Family Estate. Until then, I'm Anthony Gizmani. Enjoy your weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.